Today, we're gonna be brainstorming how when you know what's in your DNA, it can affect the decisions you make the rest of your life. It's an Neanderthal thing. Maybe it tastes like soap and I just like the taste of soap. No, this, this is fluffy. This is fluffy. Yeah. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. What's wrong with you? On a side note, don't get a monkey. They go crazy. What? This must have been cold in Finland. White wolf. <laughs> One of the first questions <laughs> I, like I asked chocolate. my new half aunt was like, What's up, caveman? Your family must be musical. And she goes, no. Oh, no. Oh. Did I get it? So there is no end to these stories. Like when I started researching how many people from these 23andMe type tests have found lost brothers and especially like don't even know who their father is actually, those kind of stories were common. So tell me this isn't crazy. This one lady thinks she's an only child. She grows up with her parents watching a TV show, some kind of sitcom, I forgot what it was. And she finds out that she has a sister that she's never met before, finds out who it is, and it turns out to be one of the actresses on the show she'd been watching her whole life. That is so crazy. Yeah. And there was another one where this daughter knew she was adopted and tracked down the real father, but her mom didn't even acknowledge it. So she was like, I have DNA evidence that you like basically cheated on dad and like that's where I came from. But the mom was just like, no, I'm not going to like, yeah. Yeah, And like, just like, no, no, just like those tests can't be accurate. And like, do you think you'd even bring it up if you like had that discovery? Truth is really important. So I would think that it would be, I would think it'd be important because you'd want to know where you really came from because that's a whole part of you that you don't know. So that would have changed. It could change, you know, health wise. Like I would want to know health wise. What if it resulted in a divorce? Your parents divorcing? If you think, if you predict that's going to happen, would you... Maybe I wouldn't tell my mom. I would just know for myself. Be like, I want to know for my own reasons, but maybe I wouldn't tell my mom in that case. What do you think? I just expose her. I think the truth you always would, needs to like, come out. Absolutely. Absolutely. In this day and age, especially if I have a thought of who my mom is and then she's living this other secret life like a superhero, <laughs> please. <laughs> or, but that would be like 20 or, years ago. Yeah, or she like, made a mistake a long time ago. Yeah, you know, that's you what know, you mean. But that would, yeah. There's probably a good reason why, and I I feel like I need to know that reason. <laughs> Very dramatic. You'll dig <laughs> in then, huh? Yeah. You'd be like, "What's going on?" So apparently, dogs can also you can also get DNA tests for your for your dog. And um, I have a friend, and she did a Didn't a dog DNA test. That up. Yeah, so it's, it, I think it's a new, somewhat new uh, thing. Dog DNA. Dog DNA. Yeah, so you can see like what percentage of like different breed your dog is and um, so I have a friend she rescued a, a dog and it's just a, a large fluffy dog looks kind of like a wolf honestly <laughs> and okay. she lives in California so you're not really supposed to have like wolves are only allowed in like some certain states uh, over a certain percentage so um, wolves are for, allowed somewhere yeah they actually oh. are, like, like the I didn't know that nowhere. was like state by state I thought we it were just state like by state it's like I like, thought we were like no jaguars tigers and wolves I guess if you like, have a in-house. farm you can have a wolf I don't know how it works exactly okay. but California On a side note don't get a monkey they go crazy oh I would never want one that was okay. kind of creepy out. anyway so apparently in California they are not allowed so she wanted to do a test because whenever she would go to the dog park or wherever they'd be like oh my gosh your dog looks like a wolf and she'd be like, yeah, I know. She, but she didn't really know. So she's like, no, no, it's like, it's like Samoyed and, you know, sheepdog mix. Like she would just kind of like make things up. But she's like, no, I actually really want to find out. So her, um, her boyfriend, uh, when I was visiting her once, like they did the reveal, like they had a reveal. So he went backwards and he would say like, okay, so he's, he's five different breeds and we're going to start from the least one. And I'm going to tell you the percent and you're going to guess what the breed is. So he's like, okay, 5%. And we're like, um, Samoyed. And I'm like, nope. Uh, whatever it is. And so then like 10%. Ooh, that's probably the wolf. 
And because at this point, at this point, you're not, it's not allowed really. Yeah. And it was like, no, it was like sheepdog. And then it went through each one. And so finally we get to the top one. It was like 27%. And we're like, <laughs> great. It's, it's obviously not a wolf. White wolf. Like it is most, it is more wolf than anything else. Oh, no. And so it was like really interesting because now that like every time I feel like the, her answer at the dog park has changed when she's like, no, it's like mostly sheepdog. Now she's like, no, 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 it, 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 he's uh, actually 10% this. <laughs> and 50, like, I feel like she over explains it now. I'm like, yeah, just, for sure. Be like, like, you're no. giving it away. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I feel like if, I don't know, like that's almost like a, what do you say? Like, I know. Well, that's funny. Know? That's, that's like exactly the same story for Matt's. Uh, puppy Bella, like Bella's yeah. basically like eighty percent wolf, I would say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's this little <laughs> yeah. teacup poodle, probably like. <laughs> no, no, she's like this small. Yeah, <laughs> she has eighty percent wolf. I bet if she, I bet she's one percent wolf, and you're, she's probably so proud but of it. But wolves have right. different traits that like other dogs don't have. Like the it, wolves, they can will... be domesticated, right? Or some, or no, honestly, just bite. I'm just scared they'll bite me. They stare. They actually make eye contact. Like dogs don't make eye contact. Wolves make eye contact because they're pack animals, and the dog the wolf when it's at the like wow. dog daycare it scares the other dogs because it knows it makes con- eye contact with them and the other dogs yeah. are like what i'm not used to this like you're not one of us like it kind of was like <laughs> it doesn't act like a dog it acts like a wolf it's very like intelligent what? and like looks it like makes different like i don't know it's yeah its demeanor is not dog-like 100 percent right because my mom actually she tells the story all the time in sacramento that's where she grew up in california yeah. um they would have stray animals come in and out and so my mom would have like 10 animals at one time and they had this beautiful white fluffy huge dog and eventually uh the neighbors saw it called animal control and they were like this is a wolf and my mom was like, no, this, this is fluffy. This is fluffy. Yeah. And so my mom always says she had a pet wolf and didn't even know for about eight weeks this wolf was just living in their backyard. That's crazy. Just totally fine. It was eating normal dog food. It was totally just 100% acting like a big just fluffer because they're so sweet. And as long as you're not imposing a threat, a physical threat, because they can smell like they can literally smell the adrenaline and the fear in you. So yeah. as long as you're, you know, a friendly, happy person, they're going to be nice to you. You see that like dogs tend to be less mentally mature, but look, a wolf howls and a dog wolf tends howls, to bark yeah. or yep. Or like, like. The- you imagine your little, I wish Bella would just start howling. <laughs> little, yeah, That'd just freak me tiny out, little howl. She's like this Ow. big. <laughs> also was like kind of shy like in a way that like it like was like looking for like social cues more than like dogs mm. do right it's interesting just to think about wolves were just totally separate and humans are doing their own thing but then like one or two wolves were just nicer than other wolves so they would like move over to the group and not bite them and then they would kind of get fed a little bit and then those would like have babies and babies and then they're just like you can quickly breed these traits yeah, obviously they get along <clears throat> as species yeah um, so well and like yeah, and the shape like a wiener i like wiener dogs had their own history where they were like going into tunnels and like pulling out what? rats and things like that that's why they kept getting like smaller and longer oh my gosh that's tough so, yeah so and, and there was like oh gosh i watched this one youtube video where they talked about that evolution and how each each animal has its like history of where it what kind of like reason humans kept making it look that way where do you fall like where do you fall on the nurture versus nature kind of thing do you feel like it tends to be more in your dna or it tends to be more in the way you're raised like the way you look and the personality you have both aspects of it i think it's 100 percent nature yeah i do because um 
I grew up in a small town and immediately I knew I, I didn't fit in. I was kind of that weird artsy vibe. I am my parents' kids. Like I have the personality and the talking skills of my father and I have the stubbornness and emotions of my mother. So I don't think that without my genetics and my brain being composited the way that it is, um, I wouldn't be me. And also I feel like moving places and seeing that myself and my friends haven't changed despite all of our things because I have friends that have gone to Korea and other cultures and you still have you at the end of the day no matter what yeah. because you have all these beautiful quirks and traits and even though we are a bunch of like numbers and everything we're still our own code yeah right mm. what do you think where you fall on it I'm definitely more mm. your like more nature than nurture I think nature gives you like a set of potential qualities like you can't change those but i think your nurture brings out and it will nurture certain ones of those to bring them out that you actually display them but like certain aspects of your psychological profile like if you're tend to be calm or right aggressive do you feel like that was built into your dna i think a lot of those are built into your dna but Absolutely. like but i think if you can you can even nurture different people's dna differently and they'll react to the nurture differently so i think you can only change so much and i think different types of nurture work better for different natures if that makes sense like um oh yeah okay I see you what you're know saying. so like i think right different combinations of dna let you some people be more flexible and some people be more stiff yeah i think like saying. i mean i'm not a parent so i cannot mm. say this through experience right. but i think if you take two different children who have obviously different dna and different um nature traits you could raise in the same way and one will be much better than the other or better being a relative term like um but better off i guess because you're gonna turn on and off certain things like traits they already have in them um i feel like I nature is the blueprint yes of what you have and nurture is the way or the material that you're gonna build your house out of mm. so no matter what there's kind of a concrete these are the facts these are kind of what you have and then nurture is how we can build ourselves up and make it unique and like paint those different colors and make the yeah. special quirks right. i don't know i just came up with that yeah no I, I love that no i feel that way <laughs> like i'm an introvert mm. and that will never change but i feel like the way i've been like through experience and through how i was raised I'm able to act more like an extrovert. Like some people, I, I told them I was an introvert and they're like, you are? Yeah, like who would believe and that? And I was like, oh, I'm 100% introvert. You can be an extroverted introvert. Absolutely. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it you shows. go home to yourself, you're right. tired and you're going to pick a book. And when your battery's dead, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So the first podcast we did was uh, on this book called Live Wired. And, you know, you might think about your brain as being kind of like an organ that's like built by your DNA. But when you start looking at the newest science, the brain's really just this kind of malleable thing that, you know, the reason we think, oh, this is like the visual cortex or this is the audio cortex. It's only because the ear is plugged into that part of the brain and then it tends to like learn from that signal. But it's really not because DNA said this is how big your audio, you know, or your visual cortex is going to be. So that made me really think, okay, this, we really are flexible. Have you ever had anything where you did something and it annoyed you? And then you step back and said, okay, next time this happens, I'm going to try to feel this way. And now it like naturally kind of happens. You mean you're trying to pavlovian yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, pavlovian That's how dog, you get sure. to retail. Oh, yeah, that's like my Every whole time life. you hear yeah. the ding through the customer's door, you're like, smile, and then I'll eventually right. like the noise. <laughs> <laughs> right, just to like build that pattern in. So yeah. yeah, that makes me think that a lot of it isn't that way. 
But I used to be on the other end of it. And then I hear more and more stories about like everybody's family seems like they have right siblings that like couldn't be more different. Yeah, my like, sister It's hard to find siblings kids. that are all the same. Right. That's actually know? true. It's more it's probably harder to find mm. three that are the same. And my my sister has three kids and they're all so incredibly different. OK, so as far as beauty goes, obviously, there's like some uh, aspects of face averages that are seen as more beautiful across cultures. So. I don't exactly know all of them, but like being symmetrical or something like that. What what do you guys think about how much beauty is in our DNA? Do you feel like that part is locked in and you're just kind of lucky you're not? Or do you feel like there's a lot you can do with how beautiful you are? Okay. It's okay if it's genetic. <laughs> um, yeah. So and then, I'll, then I have a study here. I'll, I'll quote some things that are. So first off, it's funny that you mentioned that because... I don't know if you've been on the newest trend on Instagram or TikTok is having the perfect nose shape or having basically they have filters oh, now yeah, filters that will yeah, that, yeah. that will reconstruct they will literally etch out your face your lines on all the lines on your face and sh- and like reconstruct your face to show you how you would be more symmetrical and more perfect. Personally, I think there is a little bit of bias especially where we are in america where we live right now i think there's a little bias to what we consider as beauty standards called beautiful it changes throughout the decades like if you just look at models through from like 1940 to like now like twiggy would not be considered like (laughs) your like pinnacle of beauty now but it was then right and then it went like more curvy and then it went more athletic and then it was very like in the 80s was a very like athletic build which is not what it is now now it's like i think more curvy i don't know where we are now but like <laughs> not up on it Matt, can you figure that time. out for us yeah mm. like it changes all the time and so bad I think, girl vibes <laughs> right so i think it's yeah. almost like what's trending or what's in that culture at a certain time well i know especially with males like the amount of testosterone you have at like different times throughout your childhood will change kind of the shape of your jaw and that can be considered more attractive if it's sort of more square but then what's weird about that is that the amount of testosterone you have can often be for a guy correlated with like just if he's getting enough sleep or like if if nutrition is right and then there's even this huge mental aspect too because if he's competing in sports and winning a lot then he usually gets testosterone from those wins or that mental uh, thought of being That's kind of a dominant person or a winner and then he gets more testosterone and then that changes the face to some degree or if you've heard about the uh, jaw kind of if you sleep with your mouth open it can yep. kind of start yes. doing something weird and it's like who would have thought that was I just breathe through your nose and all of a sudden you're more attractive so <laughs> yeah it definitely is not totally determined by genes even though obviously it seems like pretty people tend to have pretty babies but well, the you know, one that there's gets, so much more to it. So much more. The one that gets me mm. is uh, for males is height. That's completely yeah. genetic. That's a good oh, point. Yeah, that's, that's a good true. point. Height is 100% nowadays a standard of, in my opinion, beauty for when I, when I talk to girls, it's always, oh, he's got to be taller than me. And yeah. like, um, that is completely something that no one can control whatsoever. And they no. can't change it unless they want to get stilettos but it's not like i well it's not like eye color because if you don't like your eye color you can just get a contact to change it you can't change your height no yep and on reverse side for girls Mm. it's actually really annoying too because i'm five eight and uh you know casting calls and stuff like that they're always looking for short 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 and really because tall doesn't read as young you can't you can't be 16 and five eight in the acting oh, world. Oh, weird. I didn't yeah. think about no, that, but yeah. The guy always has to be taller than the girl. Uh, always okay. for romantic leads. Yeah. 
So have you, do you, have you ever heard of the term epigenetics? Do you know what that is? I've heard of it. So this is also important just generally to, we're going to do an episode on this one day, I, I hope, but there's this whole new field of research coming out that even though you might have the same DNA like me and an identical twin, one of the reasons it can read so differently throughout life is because of something called epigenetics. And what it means is that you have this string of DNA and if it can wrap tightly around this little protein called a histone. But if you wrap tightly around it, then it reads a certain amount of it and then it skips what's wrapped around and then continues reading. Wow. So in, in, the, in essence, a metaphor for it would be if you take a book and you could read it one way, but if you were to kind of rearrange the pages or fold the pages in a way where you read like the first paragraph and then folded it, so then you read the backside of the other one, it can make a whole different story. It can yeah. make a whole different protein. Wow. And even two people with the exact same DNA a lifetime of histone modifications, epigenetic changes, which are definitely things that can happen from environmental factors, especially smoking and like chemicals and things like this okay. can have like drastic changes okay. or um, even start. So one kind of famous example is, oh, what was her name? There is a famous, a really famous movie star. She's She was known for her like really slim, skinny figure or something like that. Oh yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, so oh. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn's mom, while she was pregnant, was going through the potato famine and was starving. Oh and gosh. because her body was starving while she was pregnant, she had histone modifications that made her daughter come out differently than if she would have been fed the whole time. No way. And that's part of why she has this like really slim figure. There's like an epigenetic change. But because it's wrapped in the histones that were in her fetus and then they grew up with her, unless mm. some environmental factor changes them, she'll actually end up having passing that wow. epigenetic change on so she's now kind of skinnier than her mom and probably will be until i don't know until something changes in that epigenetic thing well, so it's cool because then you can kind <clears throat> of um i mean the potential of changing your dna for the better is kind of yeah. I think, just like a really <clears throat> i could see that being very commercialized unfortunately but um i think it's got a lot of potential but so i'll tell you about this study so using genetic information on nearly 4,400 white adults researchers found that certain gene mutations were tied to people's beauty and the ratings were from peers so each photo was judged by a dozen people here's the main gene variants like they're technical i'll skip those because i don't really even know how to describe them but they're the ones that are usually associated with height with uh measures yeah, of go. body mass um so basically like how much fat your body tends to hold on to not not in women but just for men um women found men more attractive if they had genes that kept blood cholesterol levels lower not really sure why they think that might be part of synthesizing testosterone and like a less manly look um, we don't want to do cpr i kind of have an interesting uh story kind of tied to 23andme mm. in mine i kind of so i knew i didn't know who my dad was and all these other stories obviously like they find out who their dad is but um growing up i always knew um that i didn't know because my mom uh she was married before and he couldn't have kids so they they used a donor um and ivf so Throughout my, throughout my whole life, I knew, you know, I was related to my mom's side, but who knew about a dad's side? Um, but I had a stepdad, so I wasn't ever missing anything in my family. But a few years ago, I wanted to take 23andMe just to find out what my heritage was, you know. Um, and I found out through 23andMe that I'm half Jewish and that I had really no idea. I thought it was really interesting and I was very curious about, you know, what that even meant. What, what does it mean to be Ashkenazi Jewish? And I ended up going on birthright. It was like a really cool experience. Um, 
And it's funny, I was I was dating someone who was completely Jewish at the time, so it's kind of like an right. interesting He's connection. Like, I totally know that. He kind of yeah. was like, oh, I had a feeling, um, but it's I kind of got to <laughs> right. Yeah, and birthright's a whole week in Israel, right? Yeah, it's like almost for two free? weeks um, yeah. in Israel for free, and they they accepted me even though I've never like learned. Um, like I didn't like grow up Jewish, like in the faith, you know? So is it I, because you told them your story? Like I didn't know. I did, I did have that in the application. I was like, I um, just found out that I'm Jewish and I got to catch up on, you know, whatever I've missed out on. You <laughs> right, know? get your Hebrew and <laughs> yeah. you have the natural <laughs> sound. Yeah. That I don't have. I don't know. Oh, um, but in your DNA, you know? <laughs> it should be. Um, so anyways, it was uh, really interesting to find out. But once I knew that, I was kind of like, all right, cool. Like I got what I wanted to know. I never like some people ask me like, oh, would you ever want to find who your dad was? And I was like, no, because it's it was anonymous. And like, I'm thankful that he did that for, you know, my mom was able to benefit from that. And so I always just kind of put it away and was like, great. Did you think really deeply about that? Or um, did you tend to just not even want to really entertain the idea? Like I, don't, okay. I was like I said, I had a stepdad. I have very close with his entire side of the family. That is my family. Yeah. He doesn't even feel like a stepdad. He's really always just like my mom, my dad. You're not really feeling like a missing thing to fill no. in. You just because you love the person who raised you. And yeah. yeah, I felt like a yeah, a very like nuclear family. So, okay. um, that makes sense. So actually. then, yeah. So then a few. And he like, kind of deserves that too. If you put all that effort in to exactly. raise you. and yeah, He raised me and he loves me just like his other daughters, my much older sisters. So uh, stepsisters. So then here comes like early last year, I got an email uh, from 23andMe. It says someone sent you a private message on 23andMe. And oh I honestly don't Famous know why I answered words. that because that seemed like now looking back, it sounds like junk mail that I would get. But I opened it up. <laughs> And it said someone, um, like a female, 30, I think 33 years old, uh, sent me a private message. And she said, you know, I just took 23andMe and I'm looking at my relatives. And um, you, you show as a first cousin, but I'm kind of low-key freaking out because I don't, know, like we have a small family. And I don't, like, you're very clearly, like, in it uh, genetics-wise. Like, how could this be? So she reached out and um, I responded. I said, very possible. I don't know who my dad's side of the family, like, I don't know my dad's side. So it's possible that we can be related somehow. I kind of left it at that. Um, but she like was very excited. She gave me her, f her cell phone number and was like, reach out. And I was like, she seems really curious. So sure. Like I, I texted her and she asked a few questions. She first texted me very late at night one night and the next morning. So she must've spent all night like trying oh, to figure I this out. Bet. Like, she was just like, oh, oh my God, I gotta no. figure this out. So like Tuesday morning, she texts me and she's like, okay, so we're not cousins. It makes sense that we were because we're similar in age and that's kind of what 23andMe guessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're actually my half niece because my half brother is your dad. And I was like, like I was just shocked because like, like yeah, I said, I never thought I'd sure. find out. And I was just like, like in the middle of a day working at home, you know, so oh. it was kind of like, I was like in a virtual, like an, like a video meeting, like reading my phone and I was just like, like that's a, yeah. What? So, um, so like Ashley, you look like you have something to say. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no just, it's just yeah, great meeting. Shocked. Thank you. I'll just keep thinking on it. Yeah. But she was so amazing because she was very much like, I don't know what your process is or like what, like this must be shocked to you. Um, so like, let me know how much you want to know about your family. I want to respect your process. Oh yeah. Wow. She that's was really amazing. nice. Yeah. She was like I can tell you more about your family. And I was like, tell me everything. Like if you're okay with sharing. Yeah. Like this, I mean, people always ask me like, were you shocked? And like, no, because everyone knows they have a dad. That's that. It right. You know. And but, you were in your parents were always clear about. Yeah. But he must be shocked because he's finding out he has a biological child. He doesn't have biological kids. So I'm his oh. only. Wait, what? Yeah. So he has stepkids. Oh, for sure. <gasps> that's going to be a big. Yeah. So 
curiosity he was, of him. He's having a Mori yeah. moment. <laughs> Possibly. So, you know, I wanted to make sure I respected their process at the same time. Yeah. Um, and really what, I mean, she told the whole family because I let her. And she's like, you know, who's really, really excited is my parents. So your grandparents, or at least your, your grandfather and his oh wife, God. they want to meet you really bad. So we had like a video call. Uh, I ended up visiting them. They're so in, his parents wanted to meet you most? Yes. But he wasn't aware of it or he didn't want to or he didn't know yet? He was very curious, but also like, I mean, that's got to be a big shock to him, you know? So I think he was, you know, I've actually never met him. Um, yeah, because no kids. You know, like I've never had this responsibility. Yeah. He has his stepkids. He raised them in a way. So like, I, I don't want it like yeah. his oh, family. Oh, gosh, he did have stepkids. Yeah, so like that would kind of interrupt his family and he structure. Was, and he was aware that you were in a nice nuclear family. So it's not like you yeah. were coming like I've no. been missing something in my life. Exactly. Uh, I think he'd want to know. I'd want to know. He That's does. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, my grandparents, I've met, I met them. They're amazing people. And um, I can, you know, so, and then I met my half aunt and she's amazing. I went to go visit her in, uh, in San Diego last year and actually going to see her again next weekend uh, in Palm Springs. So I'm like super excited that I kind of got to meet like, and learn about my whole family history because when I met my my grandfather he like gave me all these pictures and like pictures of my biological father and kind of hearing all the traits um like they're all doctors I oh. didn't oh my gosh right? that is, of different things oh is that in the all my family's all teachers and Jen's That's family's so like funny. all lawyers your family all something uh one's an accountant and one's a radio guy <laughs> oh yeah well yeah. thanks for breaking that the, there you go. Man, that theory's yeah. out the window yeah <laughs> but anyways it's all over so they're all doctors they're all doctors i didn't get the doctor gene apparently um but that's okay uh but i they also are very they highly value education and i just was in the middle of getting my master's Yay, when i met them right. so like i feel like there might be something there yeah um my half aunt like her and i we look somewhat alike, like a tiny bit, like our coloration is the same. Um, she's also blonde, but we, we are similar in certain ways. Like we're very, um, environmentally conscious. We both love sea life. Like I grew up just like loving oh. sea life and yes. she just, she like, just like being on a boat. You mean? No, like right. Rescuing. Sea marine life. Like, biology. Oh. Marine bi- I want to be oh, marine biologist. Gotcha. I wanted to be when I was a yeah. little girl. And then I realized math class. Type. Yeah. Yes. You do okay. need a lot of math, but she like helps rescue sea lions like in, in San Diego and I so worked cool. at SeaWorld and <laughs> it's just like kind of funny like parallels there. Um, are your grandparents in the same region where you originally were from? Where Are they like still yeah. in that area? Yes, they're all they're all still there. Wow. So um, that's so crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And, uh, and where is that? That's um, like Massachusetts, Connecticut area. Yeah. yeah so um, yeah, we definitely met. met they immigrated to the U.S. and set up shop there. Yep. Um, it's been a pretty crazy adventure i think i mean i completely like my actually you know when we talked when you're talking about like families merging together yeah. like i was also right. kind of worried about what my step family would think because they raised me like what they think like oh who's stepping in now like oh, new family members they were so supportive they were like tell me everything like this is crazy like are you gonna meet them so like my mom was also incredibly supportive like everyone's been very like open and wanting to meet each other my mom actually got to meet my my grandfather and uh, oh, so she cool. warned me she's like i'm gonna cry because because they gave like your their son gave me the best gift of my life and she's like i'm gonna cry when i meet them she didn't cry i was very proud of her but she, <laughs> she was like okay uh, let it go I know. yeah but it was such a great like great experience and i hope like to keep that relationship like for my life you know wow so cool yeah that's great story i know it's kind of funny how like like why then you know yeah um kind of gets do you think it was better for you to handle it 
now as like an adult air quotes than like you as a teenager maybe like a oh kid yeah you think it was an ideal that? that's a good question ideal age great question i think I think having some maturity going into it would have been the best scenario. Cause like, I feel like when you're a teenager, you're still trying to figure out who you are Yeah. and throwing a wrench into that is like probably not the best idea. Cause you're like, wait, oh my gosh, who yeah. is my family? But like <laughs> now I'm like, Oh, like I know Teenagers who I am. Teenagers don't want to rebel right. anyways. Right. Like, Maybe so it would have been like, what if I was thinking about colleges? Would I have been like, Oh, am I destined to be a doctor? Should I like, be a doctor that's what I, mean. I would be a horrible doctor so i'm glad i didn't like entertain that <laughs> idea but maybe i would have like maybe i would have been like oh i'm supposed to do that's this that's what all my family's yeah we're the best at it yeah yeah for sure little things There's like that, that nature versus nurture right exactly yeah but did you when you were a little kid did you have any doctor toys or anything or like no. what, what did you play with as a kid like because i feel like i feel like there's a correlation between kids imagining that they're things and then they become those things like did you so like being like an actor like actress did you oh yeah put on shows i had the barbie microphone um and so my parents i I remember this distinctly nine years old we would have themed birthday parties because that's what you do every year is a different theme but nine years old we had american idol and my my dad dressed up in a simon cowell wig and we made <laughs> oh, all really? of, he made all of my friends audition you my were mom, destined for like a reality show pa- yeah my mom played paula <laughs> abdul and uh i had to play randy with uh and i'd be like yo dog that was that was tight man give it to me one more time you know and <laughs> all my friends audition they all had to put on like a random act but absolutely performing was in my blood my um my aunt was on broadway um she was in andrew lloyd weber's cats and uh ever since then despite my grandpa being a journalist uh he did not want any of them to go in that field and then my aunt and my dad both got into the arts in a way my dad got into broadcasting my aunt got into acting and then when it came to me it was kind of a no-brainer Whoa. Yeah. But the athletic ability too on the flip side though, because I was a coach's daughter yeah. and oh, okay. uh, sports is something I think, I think sports is genetics 100% because there so. are so many parents who try to put it on their kids and it doesn't work. Yeah. they're like, and, But when it works, it works. And you always hear that it was a talent that came from someone else, but also it comes yeah, from your you own ability. Like Tiger Woods was like trained from like three years old and onwards. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, yeah. No but like it, you get, <laughs> I feel like I have a best friend who has a six month year old right now. And yeah. the way he moves his legs and he can move like the way he kicks, I can just tell mm. right now this kid is either going to be into soccer, basketball, or a drummer because oh, the way yeah. that he you can just tell with babies just right off the bat that there's certain inclinations that they have like he gets excited over certain music types over different types and you it's just amazing to see infants already at that phase the yeah, i knew, like i kind of knew i could be a software developer from a young age although it looked like, because when I played Legos, I think my parents thought, oh, he's probably going to want to build like boats or cars or something. Cause that's kind of what you do with Legos. But I remember labeling, like I would put like a yellow just square on a boat and then I would label it A and then like another one and label it B. And then I would write on like a little chart that like, I'd write the what? letter A. Yeah, I'd write the letter A and I'd be like, this is where the boat keeper keeps all the maps. <laughs> and then oh like gosh. I would put like B because I just had to, all I had was this dumb block to represent a much more complicated thing. And I was like, this is the engine room where they keep all the wrenches. And like, I had all these little blocks, but, but like my poor mom would have to like read the blueprint. <laughs> so, like, Cause it was just like, like a boat with like 
squares and num- and that is like there's That's something amazing. there's something about that that always seems a whole index similar <clears throat> i don't know how much yeah. you program but you're always writing functions which are essentially like these little containers and then you you reference them or you put something into them and it changes it but it's always really labeling yeah yes. but yeah. It's, yeah it's always like you build something and then you make instances of it and that's not that far off from how i was playing as a kid so like my play as a kid was very like i'm in retail and i think yeah. it's like i always played store or shop yeah like it was like very <laughs> oh, like really? no-brainer <laughs> yeah like that's like the type of play like i didn't play house i didn't play doctor i didn't play teacher yeah. played store and so like i just i don't know it's like that like shopkeeper mentality we talk about in work um but like that was what i was into and i also was very into music and that was actually another oh, okay. thing because growing up no one on my mom's side is musical so i always assumed growing up since like oh i don't know oh. who my dad's side i must that must be from that Did side. you found that with the new so one of the first questions that i asked my new half aunt was like your oh. family must be musical and she goes no oh, oh no, no. You're like, defying where did I get it? <laughs> um, there, apparently, there's someone really, really long ago who was in the Warsaw Symphony. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, with violin, and I played violin. So, but it's like really far. It's like a, uh, I feel like it's like a, like a trait that just really was really on the, like below the surface. Sure, and, like, yeah, just, pops like, up every once in a while. Yeah, but like it's kind of funny because I just I thought that would answer some questions about that, but not so much. It's fine. Matt, what about you when you were a kid? You want to be a comedian? Um. Not really. I mean, when I, when I was growing up, I was like playing with like superhero toys. It's like a storytelling about like aspect to that for sure. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, I'm 20% Slovakian and I didn't even know it. So when I ended up doing the 23andMe, I talked to my parents and my mom specifically didn't know anything about it. But my aunt, because we all have, you know, the gossip aunt. In right. Family, yeah, she ended up telling me this story about my great grandparents, about how my great grandmother was actually kind of a Slovakian woman that my family was not proud of because they were Sicilian oh. at the time. And um, Sicilian Italian immigrants were already getting enough slack while coming here to America during um, prohibition and everything. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want to mix the cultures. The Slovakian uh, family was not happy with the Italian family, with the crossbreedings. And they had my grandpa, my papa. His name was Papado, but he actually changed it to Papoto to sound even more Italian. Completely changed his name, reversed it, um, just so that way it was kind of an even bigger slap in the face to my great-grandmother. And I didn't even know I was 20% what that's yeah. so crazy so again i think the truth matters i do whenever it comes out i live you know? 25 years not even Jeez. knowing yeah, i was 20 that percent <laughs> that's a percentage per year oh. <laughs> uh i knew part of it from an oral history but then it confirmed it in my genealogy um i am related to two u.s presidents so uh, the first one I'm related to is Herbert Hoover. So the dam is mine in Nevada. That's my <laughs> joke. Um, he is my my great, great aunt is Cora Dora Hoover. And that is her actual birth name. And she was Herbert Hoover's aunt. Actually, my parents, we took a trip to Washington, D.C. And there is in D.C. There's like a little Hoover Memorial and you can see his family photo and you can see my aunt like right there. And it's just 
so weird and uh ever since then i've like named every car coradora just because oh, i love that. i just I think like it, that well it's yeah. so yeah. like it's just so like it's rainy like, right yeah. come on corridora what's up you know <laughs> um the other one i'm so related funny. to isn't as important it's uh john tyler and i found that out through the ancestry dna that's completely by um blood and it's too many greats but he's my cousin um <laughs> People are like, who's John Tyler besides a really old white dude? Um, John Tyler, he's known for being the vice president of William Henry Harrison, who was the shortest term president because he was the one who got the ammonia in the speech. So if you've ever heard, you know, don't ever go outside in the cold because you'll die of an ammonia. It's because his president did. And he was the first ever vice president elect to become president. Also, he was a member of the Whig Party. What the heck Ooh. is the wig party? I don't know. They wore wigs. They wore wigs. <laughs> yes, they were fierce. Okay, so everybody, I think, here did some ancestry compositions. Yeah. Um, any big surprises? Not surprised. I mean, the knowing, finding out I was Ashkenazi Jewish, like 50% well, yeah, was you've the been biggest through, one. Yeah, you've been through that. <laughs> but I didn't know I was there. French and German. Like, I always thought I was just like, I don't know, maybe British. Yeah, or that's exact. Well, yeah. I'm only 0.4%, but I was also very shocked that I had French and German. Yeah, French. I mean, I studied abroad in France and I didn't know I was French. So No, you were just going back home, man. Yeah, I just knew. I felt it. Your jeans were like taking you there. Yeah. So I had, uh, I was like kind of what I expected. I'm 50% Scandinavian, but then more of the British Irish, the 28%. I was surprised about that. Yeah, I think I think that made sense. I knew my I knew my grandma was like straight off the boat, or my great grandma was straight off the boat from Sweden. Um, so we always oh, wow. called her more and more and like we did very like Swedish things. And then um, the Swedish meatball recipe was handwritten by her that then went to my grandma, who then taught it to Jen. The fa- the one thing our family has like brought down all the way from there. So you're going to say it got passed on to Ikea and they now use yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. They brought well, and then they brought it back. They're like, we, we'll just mass produce it and like right. send it all over the country. But, you know, oh, probably came Swedish from my great grandma yes, or same sure. same same people. But uh, what about you, Matthew? Tell me about your so, genealogy. Mainly Filipino. It says 56% Filipino. I'm also French. Really? Oh, so cool. yeah. Come on, France. And I'm also 1% uh, Scottish as well. Yeah, I which, see that in you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> which Scottish. would probably explain my drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, we went to Finland a couple of years ago, and I do feel like there was something just about that the way the average person talked that felt comforting. Like I, I've always been fairly like non-reactive. Like I, it's harder for me to just be like really bursty with my laugh or really angry either. I'm just a little more muted. And I felt like almost everybody I met there was kind of muted. So it makes me wonder if that's part of the DNA or just part of the culture. But I... Other you know, countries, up, when they're like making fun of Americans and they're like being a character of American, they talk like this, where their mouth is really wide because <laughs> when we talk, we're very expressive. And like <laughs> French, they're not like that. Apparently, there they're not like that either. So like, yeah. the really oh, like that's they're like, making fun of us. So they're just they're making like, like <laughs> so they'll often make fun of us because Americans are being known for like speaking really wide and like being really expressive. Like all super animated. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they're, they're like, like look, what? I'm an American. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Like, super exaggerated all yeah. the time. We're like French people. I feel like it'd be really hard to be like a lip reader, like yeah. reading French because they about speak very small. During birthright, did you feel anything with the culture that felt like maybe it was resonating from your Ooh, DNA, or did it feel very one. different? Um, a bit. Like I, I think <laughs> they're very open-minded. I just think like the. 
what I got from it was that like they wouldn't teach us much about the um, religion itself, but they taught us about like, I think, but I think in that religion and they're, they're very like, they question everything. They're very like, we don't have any definitive answers. We debate. We just oh, like, yeah. and that's learning is part of their culture. I love that. Yeah. And that's my favorite part about like Talmudic learning. But you can hold two opposing thoughts in your head. Right. Like, I think, easily. yeah, I can. I think, like, I'd be a really bad uh, lawyer because I'd be like, well, I could see both sides, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he could be I a bad that. guy. Could right. be a good guy, but really. But sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's bad. I don't know. <laughs> have you like, not seen Better Call Saul? That's literally the whole plot. <laughs> oh my God. No, I have not. <laughs> so I'm actually European. I know that's a shocker for most in this room. <laughs> Um, and for those that don't, it's because I'm very, very pale skinned who can't see me right now, but I, uh, am 27 and a half percent Irish, um, specifically from the County Cork, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh, how oh, exciting. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, you how's your accent? You have a good, good I try accent? to have an accent. Keyword. I try to have an oh, accent. Oh, it's good. Is yeah, it good? No, I bought it. Oh, yeah. thank. oh thanks. I really appreciate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then it's funny because I remember my dad specifically like drilling into us that we were German and because he has like all of this German uh, soccer gear and like he watches <laughs> and like in the World Cup, he roots for Germany. So that's my family. I mean, granted, yeah. Germany's way better than USA in soccer right now in oh, the sure. World Cup. But Definitely true. But I am 0.9% uh, German. So that's just a lie. I don't know if you guys picked this up, but do you know if you share 20% of your DNA with someone, they're very likely your grandparent, your aunt or your uncle or at least a half sibling. Mm. So when I looked at mine, the only person who it found that had 25% DNA shared with me was my aunt. So Mm. it felt pretty accurate in that sense. And then it dropped all the way down to five, which was my next one, which was my cousin who lives in Hawaii. And then everyone else was kind of in the ones and they were first, second and third cousins. So is that pretty much what you guys saw in yours? Did anybody show up with more than 20% besides Ashley, obviously? No, it was about Mm. 15% because she's a half aunt oh 50 oh it wasn't um, even about, to 20 then huh no so it's kind of like what a what a cousin would be <clears throat> so it's not direct as direct as an aunt or okay. so um she was when i looked in the database it was she was the closest one to me just because my super direct relatives had never taken it but if you go past that there's like hundreds of like one percent less than one percent and obviously that's like obviously degrees and degrees of people removed yeah family wise but uh, it's fun to like look at their names and think of like. Oh, I know. Yeah, what, me too. You know? Yeah, and there's a ton of Jewish names. Yeah, but mine just listed them all by percentage, and it was literally cool. mine are less than ten percent, even that, and they're all my cousins. And see, the thing is, um, so my the the Croatian side, the last name is Sivatano, but it's spelled C V I A N O V. Wow. So, it's a pretty distinct last name. So yeah. immediately I just see Civitano, Civitano, Civitano. But my cousin, she's my third cousin removed. Um, and we share 3% of DNA. But I didn't even know. She lives in Vegas. Oh. What? Yeah. What are the so, odds of that? Um, I talked to my mom about that. And she was like, oh, yeah. She just she lives more in Anthem. And I was like, okay. <laughs> great. That's not we, far. We don't we don't talk about her. We don't talk about Candace. No. <laughs> Jeez, oh. that's crazy to know. I'm I'm like mixed. I'm like Filipino, Chinese. Uh, I'm Welsh <clears throat> for some reason, Scottish, Spanish, and French. 
But my cousin, my, my first cousin took it. And we share about 15% of DNA. And the rest of the people here, so th these people, so these are my second cousins. And we share less than two, about 2% 2 of data. And the drop-off is so fast. Yeah, it's not Filipino at all. <laughs> no. She's actually like from the States, I think. And then I look at all my fourth cousins. Check this out. Dude. Yeah, that's and it just keeps going. I don't even remember how many. God, that's These just the people, people who are signed up for ancestry DNA. Yeah. Mine These are people I share like only less that, than 1%. Everybody looks. It's like, yeah, less than 1%. Of and then it just goes chunk? on. There's like pages and pages and pages of people. And mine Look are all just that. like many, many Jewish yeah, This names. is why we're like six degrees away from like almost every, everyone. Exactly. All right. So let's go to, um, you guys have some traits you want to talk about? Sure. Okay. So here, so I'll just list them off and then you guys can chime in as you please. So uh, did anybody get an introvert extrovert test? And I'm guessing, because I know Matt got one and yeah, I, got I was not surprised at what it was. What do you guys think it is? Introvert, extrovert? Ooh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess extrovert. I'm extrovert. Gonna, okay. I'm gonna guess introvert. Just introvert. To be different. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's find out. Three, two, and I'm an extrovert. Apparently. Matt is an Yay! extrovert. Yay! It makes total sense because he's worked at a magic shop. And he's like, step on up. Want to see a magic card fly? <laughs> Let me show you a card trick. Like he's just got that. In I don't his know how genes, they test this. You know. I mean, they're they're literally in your genes. Yeah. But then, like, when I think of, like, my sisters, moment. like, my two si my stepsisters, one is extroverted, one's introverted. And then, like, my sister's kids also run the gamut between them. So I yeah, never Yeah, but never half the DNA, tell. though. Oh. But then if you have a... I feel like couples are often an extrovert and an introvert. So oh, really? Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, I get that. It's, really? it's like a balance. So I feel like because of that, you often have kids that vary, too. You yeah. know? That's interesting. That's definitely true. My sister is super introverted. You feel like that's... Yeah. A, you think that's... Huh. Maybe... I mean, there might be something that in genetics that, I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah, what about genetics of like attracted to an extrovert Yeah, like it, just gets, like it helps the, I don't know, coupling or something like yeah. that. Maybe it helps the resilience of the coupling. What about uh, athletic genes? Do you feel like you guys, yes. if you're sprinters, VO2 max, if you build quick twitch muscles or strong muscles? I have more than 2% of Neanderthal in me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Gasp. And Dude, so, I have so much Neanderthal. That was that, kind of shocking to in me. In that, it says you have not one. But two variants associated with being a better sprinter than a runner. You think that comes from your Neanderthal? Um, yes, oh. and that explains why I'm a great softball player and I can oh. run to base to base and I could never do the mile to save my life and I wanted to cry <laughs> and literally my side would hurt from how much the mile run would do. Yeah. Also, yeah. do you remember those pacer things that you have to do oh, that are now illegal? I blocked those out. They are. They're gone. They're they've illegal? been they've oh. been banned for about like five <laughs> years now um, for cruelty because I oh. mean I mean it was kind of cruel. But was cruel. I my point is I was terrible at those. But if you asked me to steal a base, oh game over done. Wow. <laughs> yeah, actually, I play baseball too. I love that. So I don't. I might be giving you a run for the money, but it says I have more Neanderthal variants than ninety-seven percent of customers. Oh, you on, got me. 
on, on what's up caveman yeah. you win the neanderthal award can yeah, you save like, me super. insurance <laughs> right? and i was what? like what was with my ancestors like <laughs> reading it so much doing? with um yeah. yeah so i mean i'm i'm super high on that and it comes with some health risks but there's also in some cases a little bit more diversity in my hmm. genes so maybe it can help but it's probably mu- it's too much does if it I tell could, you like, how many could, variants like, you have out. or does it just say no it just says i have more neanderthal variants than 97 percent of customers oh. and then i and then later on a different website i was reading how sometimes when you're really high in neanderthal genes you can have just sort of like blood type kind of funky things or stuff that's not really well studied and i was like cold in finland or something i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know i have very low neanderthal it was like less than two percent i'm on the very end of the scale yeah opposite end i don't i don't know yeah, it might. It's interesting. So this is really in speculation land, but it might have something to do with. So, you know, obviously we were all in Africa, like all of humanity and mm-hmm. then different branches start going north mm-hmm. and the genes aren't super good at, at being in the cold. Right. So mating with Neanderthals who had already established themselves in the cold might have had something to do with it. Um, I'm also I also tend to like the cold a lot more. I'm much better. It's true. I'm much better That's in the snow than the heat and things like that. And I'm the opposite of you. Like I'm like heat. Don't I hate colds? <laughs> well, so well, Jen too, and she's okay. she's got she's Jewish and she is like cold all the time. And yeah, yeah Israel's cold. pretty warm comparatively. Right. So yeah, I feel like none of your ancestors went the same northern route that mine did to Sweden and Finland and everything. But um, yeah, so there might be you know might be something to that. Are you? I guess you're Neanderthal. You feel strong in the cold. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe. The, yeah, in Wisconsin. I'm totally, we're totally making this up I now, mean, but it could not? be. Yeah, but <laughs> I believe it, it was actually yeah. the snap, and then they came back seven years. Or, I make, never mind. Wait, what's that? <laughs> oh, was that a joke? I was making a Marvel reference. Oh, thank oh. you. Oh. Over my head. Thank you. Somebody got it. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you to the media guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about the smell of asparagus in your pee? <laughs> did you guys I didn't get that? see a test so result funny. That. Yeah. Has that. Did you can you smell it? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I can't smell it at all. Yeah, Mad- really? you guys that was like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. Why not notice its distinctive smell? I know. And then, Matt, and then Matt's like, Why are you smelling your pee and all this stuff? It's and like, I'm like, you- I'm not <laughs> trying to, but it's just this scent that my brain picks up on. So interesting, it's like in your brain. Like so I lost my sense of smell and taste when I had COVID a few months ago. <gasps> really? And like it's trippy because like it's like it's in your brain it's not in your nose it's in your brain that like yeah. that it affects i mean like the molecule memory. floats in there but can you yeah. detect it or not and yeah. so like it took time like for a week i could smell half of things and i couldn't smell other things oh my god and so like it's kind of funny to think that that's like because like my brain mm-hmm. was kind of rewiring itself at that point so it's just interesting <laughs> that like those some people will not have those wires will never touch you know Dude, i would because if somebody could swap out my nose for dog nose and then my brain could adapt to all of that smell it would be so interesting the quality you'd get the, the the sense of all these new smells would probably be amazing mm-hmm, you, you know that's why do- so i actually just barely learned this you might think it's obvious but i wondered why dogs stick their head out the window and yeah. I was like, oh, they must love the wind or something. And then wait, it would, it's not because of that. No, it it's because the smell, like it's their nose. They're what? smelling the way we're like looking at all those things. That's they're like, crazy. They're like, oh my God, every corner has a new smell. All these people, because they're picking up on so much from so far away. I just fast. learned something so new today. Yeah, no, they're sticking oh there. Oh my God. There. I think the same thing. Oh, but what? No, they're just on full blast sniff. <laughs> what? Like that's when you see those dogs. That's like a yeah. sensory overload That's for wild. sure. Yeah. Look, oh, yeah. Look, see, look at that. According to Google, should my dog hang their head out the car window? 
Yeah, as air washes over them at high speeds, it creates a pleasurable sensory overload. Oh, and that's why they're smiling. Oh, they're so happy. They are yeah. happy. Oh, <laughs> I they thought it love... was just because of the wind Me and too. they were hot or something. No, yeah. because when they're walking, they can only get so much smell. But the car is like, they're going so fast, smells yeah. everywhere. Man, I have a theater degree. For okay, them. I don't know. Uh, what about flush face when you're drinking alcohol? Nope. No. Not yep. that one. Uh, no, I actually, do. no. Not for me, but yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I, I get extremely red every time I drink alcohol. Really? Yep. Is and it is it all alcohol or is it, it particular? Yeah. Every single alcohol. I have I have friends who have that gene too, but specifically it's like tequila. It's not it, vodka, soju. Soju it's more like something. Yeah, in soju the... doesn't normally mess people up too badly, but like it's more like tequila, <laughs> rum, the hot, yeah. like you know those types of liquors. Yeah. How about different liquors? How about cilantro? Are you you guys get the slightly higher or lower odds of disliking it I disliking it and i do dislike it yeah I have I have high s- odds too but i love cilantro so they were a little off on mine <laughs> Matt, that's, that's nurture right there right yeah you've learned to love maybe it. it like actually taste it maybe it tastes like soap and i just like yeah mine's slightly higher odds of disliking cilantro i mean i don't really know what cilantro is i don't think i've ever had <laughs> cilantro a- it's a garnish. It's this, right? Some cultures call it is. coriander, yeah. I believe. Um, oh, I don't like it. Dairy? It, it's a garnet. Dairy? I love dairy. I don't love it. But lactose intolerance, no. I don't have lactose intolerance. No lactose intolerance. No. No. What about you, Matt? You know what's funny? They they took this test and they told me I have lactose intolerant. I'm more likely to have lactose intolerant. But I drink milk all the time. Nothing? Yeah, you're all good to time. No, well, that I so I took an anthropology class and that was a whole thing is if you have that gene, it's because your ancestors way back when pre-European oh. cultures didn't have cow. They don't use cows oh. as much. They kind of lost cows. Oh. Cows were used for a different right, purpose. Because you didn't drink milk cow- as an adult. No, so they lost cows were farming. cows were a sacred purpose. Where I Europeans, see. that's all they had out there because cows oh, were the only things that they could survive. And so, if you come yeah. from that European descent, so there was a divergent descent, in those two groups. Exactly. So, if you typically come from a northwestern European heritage, you are not lactose intolerant. Huh. If you came from unfortunately like other regions you typically yeah, have a higher region that in their diet but that if you trained your body and if you've been here in america or you know if you're been accumulated to the culture right. then oh, your body will become human evolution Dude, literally darwinism stuff like that. there's something very interesting because i think i've drinking milk ever since i was a very very young kid mm-hmm. so i mean I, I probably had lactose intolerant i just drank so much milk it doesn't reflect yeah in israel there's a very 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 low incidence rate of peanut allergies because kids grow up for generations having these snacks called um bomba and they're like little peanut snacks (laughs) and so like because like every kid like they're in you know how you can't have peanuts in like any any elementary school now yeah in israel they're just like what they have a snack it's all texas the time. roadhouse my best friend's what? from Jeddah. yeah yeah so she like and her her mom is she immigrated here when she was seven you should see their house like they have <laughs> peanuts everywhere That's you're absolutely so. correct like that is so true it's like, have you, have you heard that as humans we lost the gene that make vitamin c so now we have to what? actually oh, get yes yeah, so we have to get it from our you know fruits yeah but if you go back in time chimps still have it and then if you follow back to a common ancestor that person that we're both related to had it but there must have been so much vitamin c and so much fruit that somehow when it got broken 
we it didn't kill anyone and we just kept eating yeah. vitamin c in our diets and it well, never stopped any mating also i was going to ask you a question while you were um doing your beautiful pilgrimage did you notice that your stomach had any intolerance to any types of the foods or anything Funny oh you should was say it that built in that's because a good question when i was there like so i'm vegetarian and like you could it's very easy oh, to be vegan there mm -hmm. and like at that point i was still eating a little bit of meat but i went the entire time without eating any meat and everything was so fresh it could have just been like everything was fresh and kind of like just like organic because it came so you felt yeah. good i felt amazing and then when i came when i came back that's to just the leaving states, america though unfortunately <laughs> yeah, yeah. when i came back to the states i had a stomach ache for like two days it was like oh all my, my like gosh normal, like, it was a reverse effect was like i wonder hey. if that was in your gene i wonder if that food where you were yeah, like native yeah like, your body's well, just native everything was amazing food. i loved everything that would make sense to yeah. me i've noticed that i got my gallbladder removed so my my friend she makes amazing curries she has to take out certain spices because gen okay. like literally my genes can't handle certain wow. spices because Whoa. my gallbladder is gone and yeah. so like she's wow. like okay i gotta make it white girl flavor and i'm like yeah <laughs> let's make it my flavor yeah what about earwax the normal wet wet yeah <laughs> was it correct yeah. yes yeah mine's probably wet but it's not like i really knew do you I, was know, like, I was like it didn't feel do you like check your ears regularly well i don't <laughs> know how to measure it against non-wet i guess mm, like weird. i just i mean it comes out with a q-tip is that looser yeah. than yeah. hard yeah. i thought it was interesting to see like normal wake-up time like it guessed what time you wake up and mine said 8 45 naturally <laughs> wait where I'm, does that show that yeah i do remember that too was and that was right like, for you yes i sleep oh my gosh i would probably wake up at like nine every morning if i give given the opportunity to sleep that late so that was incredibly like accurate you know <laughs> i'm not a morning person like it doesn't matter how much sleep i get if i have to wake up early in the morning i'm just not a happy person so mine says um that i'm less likely than average to be a deep sleeper which Seems about right. I've never been great at sleeping, especially not hard for me to fall asleep in sort of situations where a lot of other people can. It has to be kind of perfect for me to get into deep sleep. And then I, I have more likely than average to have movement. And I was like, no, that's not me. And Jen's like, oh, yes, it is. And she's <laughs> like, you definitely Illusion. are like rolling around a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> And then it said that my likely wake up time is 8.35. Oh, close so. to mine. Are you more of a, like a late night, mm, early I, Well, early here's morning. what's weird is I, yeah, that, that is, seems to be the time I wake up, but I also am a night person, I think, but it's hard to know with lights and being a programmer, it was just felt like the only quiet time. So I'd stay up real late. Mine's interesting. I actually read it more closely. It says at people with your genetics in their twenties makes that distinction about oh. the time. So it probably is, oh. is assuming that. As you yeah. get older, it could change. Or there is, that's so interesting. But you know, old people, okay, so, so here's another just kind of totally random, but there's a theory that in group settings, it makes sense if old people in the group wake up earlier and younger people sleep in longer because mm. as a group, somebody's awake all the time to look out for oh, predators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it would make sense that there's like a generational change to protect so that there's always somebody awake around the clock which is completely wrong for the way kids go to school at like 7 a.m. Yeah, they should true. actually be starting way later. It makes sense that the older ones would wake up first mm. because they're more likely to be tired at the end of the day just because they've had their whole day, mm -hmm. you know? So what else? Anything sleep related? I'm just curious. Oh, I mm -hmm. am absolutely restless. Um, I It says I am in the range of being more than 90% restless. I don't know how to word than the rest of the population. I don't get sleep. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get more no, sleep I, I than sleep. almost everybody else. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's true because I literally, I always make the joke. I am the first to wake up and the last to fall asleep, and I don't know why that is. It's just hard. And then when I talked, uh, I was like, "Do I? Do I move around? Yeah, I move around yeah. absolutely." 
there's been stories of my family of not only me sleep talking, but also. Oh, really? Me. Wow. Yeah, my dad I don't and do I, that. I told, I don't and think. I think it is genetic because I think I get it from my dad. My dad has, my dad does sports announcing, and so he will literally reenact <laughs> boxing matches oh my gosh. he has accidentally like hit you know, my that mom that kind of makes sense sleep. though because i dream about my work all the yeah, time and so just, if, you, well, if so what do you do I. is talk i'm not surprised so do i and so like uh, apparently like yeah, i will be run, like hello like, world good and like i have like <laughs> literally given shakespeare being like to be and like <laughs> smack the other person in the that's bed amazing. so that's really romantic right um <laughs> <laughs> mosquito mosquito bites did you guys get more or less susceptible to mosquitoes more. More. And that's true they like mm -hmm. you? Yeah. What about stretch marks? Oh, yes. Mine said. And yes, I do, because I'm tall. Yeah. Mine said more susceptible to them, too. Another one that got me was uh, it says that I, like, literally, I only have 6% of a chance in my genetics to have brown eyes to pass oh. on. Oh, pass on. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Like, everything was, uh, I'm either 50% blue eyes, 20% blue green eyes, but the the hazel and the brown combined was a solid 9%. What about your caffeine consumption and or digestion, like your ability to metabolize? That yes. was a weird one. I have a high metabolism, but I would argue that... For, for the caffeine molecule or yeah, just in general? Yeah, for the caffeine okay. molecule, but I never... I don't really drink that much coffee. I but mean, do you feel like it doesn't affect or it goes away quickly, basically? Like you might get jittery or high on it or whatever, but then it doesn't keep you up at night? No. My mm. mind keeps me up at night. Because <laughs> I'm a fairly, like I don't sleep well. So I've always kind of correlated it to, or I have sleep problems sometimes. But caffeine, according to my genetics, should be digested fairly quickly. And then I, sh I do have a variant, it's called the tea variant, that makes it easier to fall asleep after drinking coffee compared to people without really the tea variant. Oh. Okay. Although, I don't know, I've always associated it with bad sleep too, so I gotta be careful. And Matt, we know Matt was common in power elite. I was as well. I, yeah, Matt's, oh. Matt's a sprinter. So, uh, yeah, I'm a sprinter, I have a sprinter gene, but apparently, you know, I've never been much of an endurance person. Whenever I run, I don't really run for endurance, but they, they did the test, and I have a, DNA differences that are commonly found in elite endurance athletes. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. You've always seemed elite to me. He's the only one standing <laughs> up to this whole thing. So yeah. Right. Go. <laughs> I mean, look at him up there. <laughs> I'm like struggling. That is elite legs. That is elite legs for sure. Many you of get those. Alzheimer's? Um, oh, was that the one? I got that? Alzheimer's. That really, that scared me. That's scary. That's that, scary. I, I, didn't bring, I didn't want to bring the mood down, but that was like, that Not, was a real talk with my, I. Do you have people in your family? Um, So my grand, my grandmother, uh, my dad's mom suffered uh, aneurysm burst in her brain, which then caused memory loss. Yeah. But there was always the that idea that though. she had Alzheimer's. But by the time, like her brain was, not to be to be frank it was mush so it's yeah. kind of hard to test for alzheimer's when you've got um nothing really to work with and she, so on that note it's interesting because my parents are kind of at the age range in which things are they're at they're 60 and 58 and my dad i've noticed things are starting to go and i don't want to offend him mm -hmm. but i think with this i think i can kind of use the data as a way to maybe gently nudge that conversation oh. and to maybe talking about it since he doesn't want to, you know, admit that he's old. You, you know? know what? That's an awesome use of this yeah. kind of data. So yeah. honestly, there are preventative 
things you can kind of do this is totally a preventative way and like there are there are medications there's help and there's there's certain techniques your mind like yeah just like active and learning new things yeah so i think by doing this it it was actually a benefit if anything yeah so i had only one thing which is pretty lucky but it was macular degeneration so age-related macular degeneration you had that too increased risk my aunt who's not no i didn't see that in mine but my aunt who um yeah and my grandma, like my grandma had it before she died. And what is you know, that? it just, oh, for it's the, for the uneducated. You know, that's a good question. You can Google it. So I know, I know it's just your eye going bad. What oh, okay. it actually yeah. is, I, it, I've heard it starts as sort of, sort of spots that come up on the side and then it's kind of a problem focusing, but um, yeah, see. blurred or reduced central vision. What it actually, what's actually happening in the eye, I'm not too sure on. Right. So same. Okay. Th- there's a certain area in the eye called the macula. And it starts mm-hmm. thinning. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Bad vision. Yeah. So, but okay. it, because it's something to worry about, for me, there was all sorts of preventative things I can do really? on the way, especially like making sure I have vitamin A in my diet. Oh, okay. So obviously like eating carrots and stuff like that. Do you wear contacts? No, I had, I had LASIK though. When oh, I you was had younger. LASIK. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, I'm yeah, it's curious not, about I don't that. Know it, yeah. It's very different from like blurry vision, like with near or farsightedness. It really is more like a a clouding and then a, a, you know, something that can in extreme cases lead to something closer to blindness. So what about back hair or is that applied? I believe that's just guys. Oh, (laughs) Matt, what'd you get? I got uh, likely little upper back hair. Well, it didn't really test me here, but I'm pretty sure I have no back hair. (laughs) (laughs) Last time you checked. Yeah. Bald spot, likely no bald spot. Check out lucky. Bitter taste, likely can taste bitter. Bunions, less likely than average to have bunion. Me too. Cheek dimples. Mine was like, I don't have cheek dimples. Like, likely to have slightly none. Likely, oh, slightly, slightly more likely, likely to, have to have none. Have none. <laughs> it was like 55% you don't. <laughs> like yeah. Like, that's like not very decisive. Mine. Yeah. Mine's like, mine's pretty fat. Just like no I, dimples. I'm I like, have like one. It was on right. one 50, side? 50, yeah. It was right. It was like 50-50. It's like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it could be your right cheek. It could be your left cheek. Uh, cleft in the chin. Ooh, I have I no, have yeah, mine said unlikely. No cliff dandruff? Yes. Mine said unlikely. I have dandruff, but it I says don't. I'm less likely. But mine said Jen I was likely like, too. That was part of the Neanderthal. Oh, oh is that where we're picking that yeah, up from? So, That's our Neanderthal yeah. again? It's an Hold Neanderthal on, thing. Oh, it's an, of course, it's a Neanderthal <laughs> thing. Nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Earlobe type too. Less mm-hmm. likely detached earlobes. You earlobe. have Neanderthal. You have difficulty discarding rarely used possessions, and you are less likely to have a fear of heights. Is that true? Yeah, that's what it said what about the? me too. Oh yeah. Oh my God, bro, what's good? That's Let's go our, to Six yeah, Flags. That's our, well, <laughs> for sure, they need it. That's why they're gone. They're like, I'm not scared of heights. Yeah, bring it on. Let's yeah, die. That's Mountains, go- let's that's go. That's why they're gone now, you know? Jeez. Don't have a problem getting rid of things. And but I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of heights. That one surprised me. It said I was likely to be, and I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Yeti ride at Disney is now going to have a different effect to you now. It got my uh, my finger length right, though, for my... The ring finger? Yeah, ring finger being yeah, longer than my front finger. Mm-hmm. Yours yeah, is got... Your ring's longer? Mine's... My pointer is longer. Which one? Pointer. What? I thought that was a male-female thing, so that surprised me. No, girl. Matt, what's, your, what's yours? My, my, oh. It says my index finger is longer than my ring not finger. Not flipping her me off. Too, we're that's hard to even do <laughs> that. Yeah. Definitely not male-female. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, you're... Yeah. Is that our Neanderthal yeah. again? Or uh, is that... Or I mean, got some Irish. It could be our Irish. It's it could be our Neanderthal. Irish. Who knows? We've got oh wait, a lot of overlap. do you have a very? Uh, do you like uh, salty or sweet oh. better? 
It says that you're supposed to like uh, salty over sweet things for our Neanderthal as oh, well. I like sweet. This makes sense. I love we, salty. So we should like salty? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, get like, me a pretzel. Like get me a chocolate covered pretzel. A chocolate, yes. The chocolate oh. covered Yeah, one. but that's the sweet part again. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, I like chocolate. Uh, <laughs> do what do you think hair photo bleaching even is? Oh, that more means when you go in the sun, your hair, your hair gets lighter. Haven't you ever had highlights? Oh, more likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Maybe. Tan yeah. your hair. Is that why? I know I was blonde as a kid, but it doesn't feel like it. Oh, gets I blonde always. Ever. It's ever been since. For baseball, you probably maybe got a little bit blonder if you played in like yeah, the summer league. Maybe. Because I would always get naturally blonder than people thought I got That's highlights. Interesting. And I'm like, no, really? I didn't do my hair. Yeah, it's all natural. <laughs> this is not fake. Oh yeah. I would never. I don't go out in the sun enough anymore for it but, to happen. But. No, that's the truth. <laughs> Ice cream flavor preference. Ooh, I didn't have that. It one. says I prefer. It says I'm likely to prefer chocolate, that's but funny. I don't. I like vanilla w much Aww. more. That could be more nurture though. I've got a story behind that one. Okay. Um, lighter dark hair, likely light. Don't you not like chocolate? Yeah, no, that's I right. hate chocolate. Okay. What? Yeah, but I have more. It's more like because I had this chocolate rabbit that for Easter when I was a kid and it melted and it was like just. It's like a friend melting away, and I've never like equal stuff. chances. What the heck? <laughs> Doesn't know. <laughs> like I like everything. I don't even know that word, but misophonia: average odds of hating the chewing sound. Did oh you have that no, one? I don't have that. I didn't see that. But one. I know but people I that have it. I know though. people that have yeah. it. Yeah. And it I always feel weird because like I, I like foods that are crunchy, and so then I feel really self conscious. Like eating like an apple, I'm like. Did you, you check what's your you... what's your boyfriend? Does he hate the chewing sound, or is he I okay asked him because I was like. I'm sorry. I know, but check his DNA. He doesn't know. Go. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> he know. He can't take it. So this is an interesting fact. Oh. When you're in the military, you're not supposed to take these because that is true. Why? You, it's it's like a the data it's like privileged China? data. It's it is like, privileged data. Oh. It's not stuff that they want getting out there. Yeah, I wanted to know what his was, uh, all of his stuff, and he's like, yeah. I can't. But. Dude, who knows? Well, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. The privacy where our DNA is already probably in China's servers. I and know. I know. We're like, who knows what's right? gonna happen with it. Uh, mosquito bite frequency i'm likely bitten more often than others me too me too motion sickness do you guys get that no no matt no not really newborn hair likely to have little baby hair said i was uh likely or not likely to have it but i came out with a full head of black jet what? black really? hair no that way. all fell Ooh, out and, and then turned, turned blonde, blonde. Yep. Mm -hmm. i've heard that before getting pigmentation they get it right likely lighter yeah they're yeah. like you're likely to be very yeah very but pale. they're like scandinavian Irish, of course, yeah. yeah you've seen a piece of paper that when you go in by your foundation <laughs> you're the first one yeah <laughs> imagine if you find your boyfriend or like someone you're interested or like a tinder date like on there like could you imagine could you imagine like that happened oh my god